from deep in the heart of the Nipty Radio recording studios, high above 107 Columbia Street, where both our eyes are a little cloudy from a wonderful celebration bringing in the new year 2018. Welcome, everyone. We're going to be kicking off the new year with key pieces of the Felony Y.O. puzzle, seven key points in Felony Y.O. sentencing. So let's get started. Point one, what constitutes being an eligible youth for youthful offender treatment? CPL section 72010 subdivisions one and two and penal law 60.10 contain the requirements that make youthful offender treatment available to a defendant. Point one is age. A person is considered an eligible youth if they are from the age of 16 to their 19th birthday. This pursuant to CPL section 720 subdivision 1. Note that a youth who is from the age of 14 to their 16th birthday is considered a juvenile offender pursuant to penal law section 60.10. Number two, no previous felony youthful offender adjudication. Number three, no previous felony conviction and sentence. Point four, no previous juvenile delinquent adjudication for one of the designated felonies. If the defendant meets all of these four criteria, then he or she is an eligible youth for the purposes of youthful offender sentencing. Note that because the defendant is an eligible youth is not the same as being a mandatory youthful offender. It still sits with the court to make the determination whether or not the defendant should be given youthful offender treatment. Point two, in order for a defendant to receive youthful offender treatment on a felony conviction, he or she must be an eligible youth. As noted just now, one of the requirements to be considered an eligible youth is that the defendant cannot have a previous felony YO adjudication. The issue then arises as to what is the time frame for establishing when the defendant has a previous YO adjudication, thus closing the door on any additional YO adjudication. The case of People v. Cecil Z, a Court of Appeals case from 1982, deals with this issue. The holding in that case is, when a defendant is arrested on multiple felony cases, this defendant, who is a first-time felony offender, is potentially an eligible youth on all of those pending cases. Now, if the defendant is found guilty either by trial or plea, on one case, before she or he is sentenced on another felony conviction, either by plea or trial verdict, the defendant is eligible to receive YO on both cases. So, under these limited set of circumstances, a defendant can in fact receive multiple youthful offender findings. Number three, when an eligible defendant is sentenced on a plea or trial verdict, the court must consider if YO treatment should be given even if the defendant does not ask the court to do so or he or she supposedly waives his or her right to request such a finding. The defendant cannot plea bargain away his or her right to have the court determine if YO treatment should be given at the time of sentence. Take a look at People v. Rudolph, a Court of Appeals decision from 2013. If an eligible youth is convicted of an armed violent felony offense, 
he or she is only eligible for YO treatment if there is a specific finding of one of the special mitigating factors found in CPL 720.10 subdivision 3, either subdivision I or double I. First factor, I, requires mitigating circumstances that bear directly on the manner in which the crime was committed, or double I, where the defendant is not the sole participant in the crime, the defendant's participation was relatively minor, although not so minor as to constitute a defense to the prosecution. Point five. While a defendant cannot waive the requirement that the judge must consider if YO treatment should be given, the defendant may waive the right to appeal a judge's determination youthful offender treatment should not have been given. Take a look at the case of People v. Parcherill, a Court of Appeals case from 2015. Point six. What if an out-of-state felony conviction is from a state in which there is no youthful offender treatment available? Does the present New York court, first, before using this out-of-state conviction as a basis for predicate felony sentencing, decide whether a YO adjudication would have been given in New York on that conviction? The fact that the defendant could have received youthful offender treatment if the first crime had been committed in this state does not prevent it from being used as a predicate felony for enhancement sentencing purposes. There is no retroactive YO applicable or YO status in this state from foreign convictions. Take a look at the case of People v. Meckwood, a Court of Appeals case from 2012. Point seven. Once the court has determined that the defendant's conviction should be replaced with a youthful offender finding, the court must sentence the defendant as if he or she had been convicted of an e-nonviolent felony offense. Thus, the sentencing possibilities include conditional discharge, straight probation, intermittent and split sentences, as well as indeterminate sentences up to a maximum of one and a third to four years. This applies regardless of what the crime the defendant was first convicted of, with one exception. The period of probation applicable to felony sexual assault charges found in Penal Law Section 60.02, Subdivision 2, is 10 years. This includes the e-felony of rape in the third degree. Based on this, the First Department has determined that a YO sentence for such a sexual assault charge can be 10 years of probation. Please see the case of People v. Gray, a First Department case from 2003, on which leave was denied by the Court of Appeals in 2004. Please be sure to read the expanded memo on youthful offender sentencing issues, which contains more cases and, of course, the entire citation for all the cases listed today. We want to thank, as always, our crack producer and man who can survive at minus 10 degrees, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To all of you out there, be well and stay ethical, my friends.